Good morning, my beautiful sisters. This is Ola Davis with another episode of When Marriage Hurts podcast. This is episode number 40, episode number 40, and um, I'm excited to to be able to join you today for this episode. Um, Okay, so before I forget, real quick, I'm going to read this review that we got from one of the listeners. Um, So I did try to read this review on the last episode, at the end of the last episode, um, but that episode went live before I realized that I got caught off at some point, which is kind of embarrassing, but not to worry, I'm I'm going to read it um, at the very beginning of the episode today. So we got this from um, a listener named or nicknamed Mimi Lich. Um, she says, I have listened to five episodes today. Ola Davis brings wisdom and insight to the often eaten and ignored problem of marital abuse. Thank you, Ola, for sharing your experience and knowledge on this podcast. There are so many of us suffering silently while trying to do the right thing, fearful of making a wrong decision, and unable to discuss our situation with even our dearest friends. This podcast is so encouraging to me personally, and I'm sure there are many, many others who are and will be blessed by it as well. After 36 years in an abusive marriage, oh my goodness, wow. After 36 years in an abusive marriage, I separated. Okay, after 36 years in an abusive marriage, I separated from my husband several months ago. It's the most heart-wrenching thing I've ever done and I've struggled with my decision despite weekly counseling and much prayer. I so appreciate your enlightened perspective. Thank you for allowing God to use you to shed light on this important issue of painful marriage. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of intense. 36 years of marriage. Thank you so much, Mimilich, for sending that review in. And I apologize once again that I'm just acknowledging that after months that you sent that in. Um... Yeah, it, it always blesses my heart to hear from listeners, whether it's through a review or through a direct message on social media. Um, it it really keeps me going and motivated to make this um, to make this podcast. Because not only does it um, affirm the fact that I'm I'm helping one or two people out there, but there are actually people listening on the other end. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is episode number 40. And I am I'm just excited. When I started this podcast, I did not know that I would um, have the courage to continue to record episode after episode after episode. Ladies... I remember recording the first three episodes and I was scared to death to release it to the world. I was really, really scared. Um, And, you know, since then I've come a long way. I still have a long ways to go, but at this point it's been almost a year and I can look back and see how far I've come, which is exciting to me. 
anyways, so going to today's episode, um, yeah, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about how abuse erases us. Yep, you did not hear wrong. I did say erase, like the way an eraser works. You know, when you write something with a pencil and then you take an eraser and you erase it and it's like it never even happened. That's what abuse does to us. And I am going to explain what I mean by that. But first, I'm going to ask you a few questions that I would like you to at least think about. Even if you even if you don't have the answers, you can at least think about the question and attempt to answer if you can. Now, think about before you got married and... You know, for some of us, that could have been months ago. For some, it could have been a few years. For others, it could have been many years ago. Think back to before you got married. Or if you're engaged right now, think back to before you even met your fiance or the person that you're about to get married to. Think back to... Even if you've been married many years, think back to before you met that man. Before you dated him or courted him or whatever. Think back to that time. Think back to who you were. Okay, I'm going to make this more plain. Think of the things you used to enjoy before you met your husband. Think of the hobbies you used to enjoy. Think of the foods, you know, if you had favorite foods at that time. Um, think about the kind of people you like to hang out with. Think about the dreams and aspirations that you might have had at that time. Um, think about... When you think of your future, even though you had not met your husband at that time, but when you think, um, or should I say when you, when you thought about your future back then, what you thought it would look like, what, what did you enjoy doing back then? What did you, what were you like if your friends had to describe you then? How would they describe you? What kind of words did, would they describe you with? Okay, maybe it might help if I use myself as an example, okay? So before I met my husband, um, if friends were to describe me then, they would have described me as, you know, happy, independent. Um, they would have described me as someone who loved God with, you know, with a heart and was excited about things that had to do with God. Um, someone who treated others with respect, uh, but you know never loses respect for herself as well. Someone who is um, confident. Um, someone with a high self-esteem. That's how my friends would have described me back then. 
So think about yourself. Think about how you think your friends might have described you back then to before you met your husband, before the abuse all began. Now, would you still describe yourself that way today? I mean, even if your friends were still going to describe you that way, the truth is, you know how you feel on the inside. Would you still describe yourself that way? Now, when I asked you to think about the things you used to enjoy, the hobbies you used to enjoy before you met your husband, did you have a hard time remembering what it was like, what you were like, what your life was like before you met your husband? Because if you did, that's not unusual with abuse. Especially if you've been married to the abuser for many years. Abuse has a way of tampering with our memory. Now, when I say memory, I'm not saying, you know, all of a sudden you can't remember your parents' name or your sibling's name or whatever. No, but there's something about abuse that distorts our memories. That's one. Another reason you might have had a hard time remembering or finding answers to those questions is that you are, when you think of that person you used to be before you met the abuser, they are like a completely different person from who you are today. So in my example, I talked about my friends would have described me as someone who is highly confident, has a high self-esteem. By the time I had been married for 10 years, I didn't even have a, I didn't even have, <laughs> it was like I didn't even have a self-esteem anymore. Not to talk of maybe it was high or low, it was just like gone. I didn't have, my sense of self I'd been so distorted, I didn't even know what that meant anymore. I couldn't really, I could faintly remember what I was like before I met my husband. But there were things that I used to enjoy doing that I, I didn't even remember that I used to enjoy doing those things. Like when you don't even remember what you used to enjoy doing, how could you make an attempt to do them? I remember when I started talking to my therapist and she would be like, you know, do the things that you used to enjoy doing before. And I'm like, um, I need to think about that because I really can't remember what it is that I used to enjoy <laughs> You know, it's crazy how emotional abuse does that to us. Emotional abuse, it's, it's a really evil thing. It's not this, it's, it's not just some subtle phenomenon that, that tampers with your happiness. No, it's, it's a real danger. It's a real evil that does damage. But it does it in a way that the person who is being damaged 
is is barely aware of what's going on so that's what i mean when i say that abuse erases us sort of now is there any hope of regaining what's been lost regaining those memories regaining the ability to do things you enjoy and not just be consumed by by the knowledge of the abuse is there any hope of living a life that's not consumed by the knowledge of the abuse that's not consumed by how you can fix your husband a life that's not com com um that's not consumed by praying that your husband changes his evil ways you know a life that's not consumed by worry you know maybe worrying about raising your children in an abusive home or a, a life that's not consumed by health problems that you might have developed as a result of the emotional and psychological abuse living a life that's not consumed by will my husband truly love me at all times a life that's not consumed by questions like why does my husband treat me this way a life that's not consumed by or oh, what can i do so as not to piss my husband off or make him love love me more is it possible to live a life that's not consumed by all of that again the answer is yes the answer is yes and you know i said abuse erases us but you know with um with our own decisions and with the help of god and the reason i started out saying our own decisions is because until we decide that we want to live a full life again there's very little that god can do to help us I know that's going to mess up some people's theology because we've been taught that God can do anything which is true. I'm not going to deny that God can do anything, but there are things that he will not do. And one of the things that God will not do is go against our own will. God will not override any man or woman's free will to do anything so until we make decisions and begin to walk towards those decisions there is very little god can and will do it goes against his very person to override our will so god is not going to override our free will so when we make the decisions and then god steps in to help to help us um kind of walk through those decisions it's at that point that we can begin to talk about living a full life again a life that's not consumed by the abuse that's happened to us over the years i'm an example and a testimony now um am i exactly who i used to be before the abuse 
No. But I'm a better person. That's the thing. I, I honestly do not think that after years of emotional and psychological abuse in a relationship or a marriage, I don't think one can ever remain the same. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, really. Because to be the same person that you used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago isn't even progress, is it? No, it's not. But I can say that I'm a better person. Yeah, bruised, wounded, and all of that, but still a better person and still growing. So if that's my story, I know that there is hope for you as well. But it's not something that falls upon us like, I don't know, like magic. It's, it has to be a conscious decision. It has to be us taking our minds away from the abuse as hard as that may be, especially if you're still in the marriage and you're still being daily faced with that abuse, even if you're separated, because the abuse doesn't necessarily end just because we separate. Abusers still find a way to abuse you, even when you're not living in the same home with them. But to be able to put that aside as hard as it may be and to begin to focus on I do not want my life to be consumed by this and trust me abuse will try to take over your life when you're like okay I know that there's a portion of my life that's been there's a portion of me my personality that's been erased by this abuse but I'm gonna pick up that pencil and I'm begin. I'm gonna start writing my personality again. I know this is all sounding weird, but you, I I surely hope you you understand what I'm the point I'm trying to make here. Until you pick up that pencil and you're like, okay, I don't even know where to start from, but I'm gonna start writing. And what does that mean? That could mean going into therapy. That could mean seeing a counselor. I'm not talking about you and your husband going in to see a counselor. I'm talking about you now. You starting to see yourself as an entity. Because you're not defined by your marriage. When God looks at you, God sees his beautiful daughter. He doesn't see, um, he doesn't look at you and say, oh, that's Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. No, he sees his own daughter. Just like your own biological father doesn't see you as a Mrs. Somebody. You know, your heavenly father does not see you as a Mrs. Somebody. He sees you as his own daughter that he loves so much. So when you begin to talk to someone, a therapist, you know, like a professional that you can begin to sort out the pieces of your life together and attempt to find who you are again. Begin to go into God's word and you're not just reading the passages on marriage. You're reading the passages that talks about who you are in Christ until you start this journey of self-discovery. That's, I'm telling you, that's where the magic begins to happen. It's a painful process. 
it's almost like having amnesia or alzheimer's or something and you're trying to reverse that i'm telling you that is what abuse does to us so i encourage you today i know it's difficult it's painful it's you know some of you might even listen to this episode and you're like what in the world is she even talking about if you feel that way i encourage you to listen a second or third time and it's going to start sinking in especially when you make a real attempt to answer those questions that i asked in the beginning all right this is where i'm going to wrap up today's episode i want to thank you so much for listening if you've been blessed by this podcast in any way please reach out to me on social media um we are on facebook at when marriage hurts we're also on instagram at when marriage hurts if you're feeling um shy about posting on the group you can send me a direct message um you can leave a review on apple Podcasts. you don't have to use your real name you can use a nickname just reach out to me in some way so that i know that this podcast are really helping you if there are topics that you would love for me to talk about on the podcast please do not hesitate to shoot me a message about that as well and um until the next time that we meet again this is ola davis saying remember Jesus loves you and he doesn't want you to be abused. Have a wonderful week.